0: Time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. I am your host on this episode. We have author of the book, How to Be Alone, and the creator of Tinder Live, Lane Moore. She's awesome. Musician, comedian, everything. Love this episode. No Voice of Reason. We did this on Zoom. So you can watch the video on my YouTube page if you aren't doing that already, which is uh, youtube.com backslash Paul F. Comedy. Check out my website, Paul F. Comedy, for upcoming dates. I do have shows finally on the books again for now. Knock on something. Uh, This isn't wood, but I'll make that work. Um, If you haven't already, subscribe, review, tell your friends, uh, share the ones you like, Message me with your thoughts on anything and uh, or guests you think I should have. That's at pfarvar at gmail.com, or you can DM me on Instagram. And most importantly, please, 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 please continue to check out and support our sponsors. Hey, Singles Only folks. Have I ever uh, steered you wrong? Have I ever, you know... Giving you bad advice. I've been here for four years now. For some of you guys, the longest relationship I've ever been in is with this podcast, and uh, I've given you everything I can. I've brought guests that have informed you, entertained you, told you how to date, told you how not to date, and now I'm bringing you another tool, a superpower, if you will. It's called the Keys Dating Keyboard. You download this app. And it saves you thousands and thousands and thousands of hours in dating. What it is, is it has messages for every situation, breaking the ice, being flirty, responding to something that was asked of you, um, or most importantly, breaking up with someone or ending things. Instead of ghosting, you can be a responsible person and choose multiple different responses. It is the coolest thing I've ever seen. When I saw this app, I was like, I need to I need to get this to my folks. And, you know. It's been proven that uh, singles spend over eight thousand messages, you know, hours on apps uh, until they find what they're looking for. Well, this is gonna save you so much more time. It's a free app for you guys. That's what I'm gonna do for you. You guys download the app. It's uh, if you if you Google dating keyboard keys or uh, keys keyboard, um, it's gonna pop up. Promo code singles only free. Boom. Don't tell me I don't do anything for you guys. So this is. It's being, you know, only certain people have access to this, but you guys are going to be ones that have it. You guys are basically going to be testers on this app. And um, I'm inviting you to listen to this, to use it, and uh, before it's released to the general public, tell me what you think. Download the app, use the password, singles only to get in. Anyone that signs up will be free for one year, one year of free usage. I don't know what else to tell you. I am doing everything I can to get you guys to stop listening to this podcast and and find love, whatever the hell that means. Keys, dating, keyboard. Promo code, singles only. You're welcome. Listen, you know I'm a lawyer. I talk about it often. But when I have legal questions or I have legal issues that I'm facing, I go to my friend Scott Shapiro. So if you've been injured on the job um, and need compensation, you might be entitled to money that you don't even know about. And that holds true for workers' compensation, personal injury, all that stuff. Um, my friend Scott Shapiro has been helping injured workers and doing entertainment law for almost 20 years now. You need to contact him, 312-648-8800, or email him at scott at he is legitimately one of the best people and best lawyers I know. Um, if you call him, you tell him Singles Only sent you or I sent you, it's a free consultation. Granted, it's a free consultation anyway, probably, but boom, just, just throw my name so I can uh, stay in business here. Um He is a full-service law firm in addition to workers' compensation cases, work injuries. He handles litigation. He handles all your legal needs for entertainment law. So those of you who are entertainers out there have legal questions. He's your guy. Again, free consultation. Don't take a chance and not get a lawyer. 312-648-8800 or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. Listen, I told you I had a special treat for listeners, loyal listeners of the show, singles only, and here it is. You heard me talk about the book *Perfect Pain*, which is a memoir by my friend Parm It's an awesome book about his journey, his life journey of how he had this perfect life on paper, family, successful career, money, everything but he had an underlying pain that he didn't address. And this book addresses that. It addresses his life in an amazing way. He had such a cool life, um, and he had some personal demons that he struggled with. And through therapy, he conquers that. It's a great book. I don't want to ruin it for you guys. Read it, perfectpain.com. But here's what I'm going to do. I talked to the author, Param Parastron, and he is going to let me give away a book every week. Here's what you have to do to get a free book. Subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. Once you've given us a review, five-star review, um, message me and tell me you did it, and I'm going to send you the book. Once, one a week. We're going to do this until we run out of books. I've got 22 to give away, it sounds like. So... PerfectPain.com if you want to buy the book. Available on Amazon and available in audiobook too. But if you are a listener of this podcast, all you got to do is review this podcast and then message me and say, hey, I reviewed it. Or if there's a way to contact you, I'll figure it out. Um, And you're going to get a book sent to you. You don't even have to leave your house. You're going to get a free book. Once a week I'm doing this for the book Perfect Pain Parm Parastran. It's a great book. I want everyone to read it. I want to make this a bestseller and get the, the far of our bump, the singles only bump. So buy it today or give us a review and get your free copy. And when you like it, don't lend it to other people. Make them buy it too because it supports this author in this journey. Perfect pain, Parham Parastran. <laughs> It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. We have no voice of reason on this episode because we're doing it by Zoom. We do have, however, the author of the book, How to Be Alone, and the creator of Tinder Live. I've been trying to get a hold of this guest for a while, Lane Moore. Thank you for being on the show.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to. Yeah. And while we're all just like stuck inside. Yeah, right. Being single as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we talked about doing it live when you were through Chicago and it just couldn't match up. But I'm like, you know what? Now I'm doing these on Zoom, so it should be easier. Um, yeah. I do want to say, uh, when I, fir- I I read this book and I, I hit you up, and I gave a, an awesome review because it's a great, great read. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. I, it reminds me of touring on the road, which we were talking about before, because I was reading it while I was uh, working out at uh, gyms on the road. Like, this was my workout. Oh book. So
1: Yeah, I love that. I love hearing that from like uh, you know, fellow touring comics and touring musicians that were like, I got it on tour. And I was like, that makes all of the sense because it's your so alone.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. So perfect. And it's and I always ask guests like, why are you single? And then what do they want to do? But for you, it's like this is a, an empowering book. And I think it's like a book where people need to step aside and be like, look, people like sometimes it's okay to be alone. It doesn't mean you're lonely. It doesn't mean like you want to get in a relationship. And I think this is a book that people need to read. So I'll say that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think there's so, you know, when they were like, what do you want the subheading to be? I was like... I would love for it to be like how to be alone if you want to. And even if you don't, because there's like two, there's two types of people who feel alone or are alone. Right. There's like people who are like, I want to be alone. And usually that's because like a lot of us, you've been hurt and you're like, screw it. I don't want to date anymore. I don't want to deal with any of this. And then there's people who are like, I don't want to be alone, but like I am, or I feel alone or whatever. Like there's two camps of that. So it's like, I always kind of laugh when people are like, how to be alone. I don't need that book. I'm already alone. And I'm like, girl, it's just (laughs) as much, or guy, whatever. It's just as much a book about like, learning to like become your own best friend. Like, it's not a book about shutting the world out. It's a book about like, dealing with whatever cards life has dealt for you. And if that means that like, I think almost all of us like would like, you know, more love, more connection, more acceptance in our lives. Like almost no one feels like, yeah, I always feel you know, totally supported by everyone. I always feel super loved. Like, yeah. no, it's something that is really universal, interestingly enough.
0: Yeah. Well, especially now where a lot of us are, even people who aren't uh, in relationships or, or who are in relationships uh, are now alone because they're in quarantine and what, depending on where they were in their relationship, maybe they're quarantining with somebody. How has that, how has that been for you? Are you, are you, did it make you reevaluate anything in terms of what you said in your book or how you are now in terms of relationships?
1: I get that question a lot. And it's interesting because no, not really. Um, I think, uh, you know, I got a question. I did like a a streaming book event uh, the other night and someone was like, if you like, what has changed? Like if you had written like, how to be alone after COVID, would it change? And the answer is no, because I'm the type of person who like, you know, I had a difficult time uh, Feeling comfortable around people, I think. Like I had a lot of like fears around around people for sure, and so um, subconsciously I would like become friends with people who like lived out of state or lived far away, and like all those things that like at the time I just thought like yeah, I don't really like people who live, you know, near where i the timing just doesn't work. Like I, I made kind of all these excuses for like why my close friends were always like really far from me. Mm-hmm. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, I had issues like letting anybody get too close and becoming, you know, having a best friend who lives in LA when you live in New York, you know, maybe is something normal or maybe is something that's like indicative of another thing. So the reason I say that is because for so much of my life, I had like, internet friends like people who live far away or whatever and so a lot of people when they're going through quarantine they're like it's so hard for me not to see my friends all the time and I'm like you know I am used to that I'm right. used to like having having internet friends I'm used to you know having long distance relationships for better or worse so I think it's interesting for you know I think if, if anything that makes it like a really great read for people who aren't used to that right. because I think um a lot of people are used to constantly, well, not a lot of people, I guess some people are used to constantly being around people and like constantly having those distractions of um, close friends, partners, parties, whatever, all those things that can distract you from like ever having to sit with your own thoughts. And I'm in the unique position of having spent a lot of my life by myself where like I had to figure some stuff out. And like, if you don't have those usual distractions you know, I think that's something we're seeing a lot in COVID where people are like, oh, man, now I have to, like, deal with myself. I don't want to do right. that. It's like we've got the time to do it. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, that I definitely relate where it's like the only downside of COVID is that you do a lot of self-evaluation and you're thinking a lot, which I don't like to do. Right. I, I, like you, have a lot of friends that are distance, or I like going yeah. – part of what I miss about comedy other than the stage is going to a new city and, like, escaping and, like, being busy totally. – in that town to be like, Oh cool, I wanna try the best waffles well, in Madison. Okay. That's what I wanna do. Um, yeah. but then now you're by yourself. But the part that like you said, I don't mind being I've always been alone and I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah. But the part I don't like is the everything's closed now. I'm am I'm a night owl, so everything's closed at like ten or eleven here. So yeah. I can't go to, you know, a, a diner and like work. I have to like sit with my thoughts or watch some stupid show. So
1: yeah, well, and so I think that, like, for for touring comics and stuff, like, that was <clears throat> a huge thing for me. Like, I'm okay with, like you, I'm being okay with, I'm okay with, like, being by myself. I'm okay with, you know, thinking about stuff deeply because I'm somebody who, like, wants to figure things out. And I love, you know, um, I kind of love that because I, 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 I don't know. I just want to constantly be getting better, like, as a comic, as a person, all these things. Um... But a big part of, like, my mental health was doing comedy every single, you know, night, month, ever. Like, I have been doing Tinder Live in New York City every single month at least. Like, at least once a month for six years. And, like, you know, doing comedy constantly. Like, it was just, I've never, like, I've never missed a show. Like, I've done shows where I had, like, a fever. I've done shows on crutches. Like, I just, like, it was my and if I wasn't performing comedy then like I was performing with my band like I'm just somebody who was always performing and then when I started touring exactly it was just like it's like being alone plus because like you're in a new city and like the energy of the city and knowing that you're performing and like that feeling of like knowing that you're like the comic who's playing that night it's just like it's just like I knew like before the pandemic I knew how essential that was to like my lifeblood, my mental health, um, my enjoyment of life, my serotonin levels. I thought I knew how important it was, but it is just, yeah, it's, it's just, I, I miss it more than, <laughs> I even knew I could miss it, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's, the serotonin levels that you described was literally what I said yesterday to a friend. Doing that one show, even now they're opening up on patios in Chicago, just for one day to have that normalcy again, was like all I needed because I've done this whole uh, I've done the, the quarantine sober I'm not like you know I'm not getting drunk every night some people are doing Same. that that's yeah. fine and it's like I need that I need that otherwise I just keep eating but um that's yes what I've done. <laughs> Same. which I've done too I, I
1: keep making cobblers and I'm like this is not gonna, ever going to be a comedy show I right. can eat all the cobblers in the world it's never going to fill that void yeah
0: and I, and I forgot you, you touched upon that you're also a musician, which is awesome, too. I used to be a musician before I did comedy. And what I tell comedians on the show is that they, should, they shouldn't date other comedians. They should date musicians uh, or someone comedy adjacent because you shouldn't be. It's kind of like don't shit where you work, where in any field, you shouldn't. You don't sleep with people that you work with. And so for you, what, what advice do you give? Like, do you date comics or musicians? Because you can't do either, technically, under the rules of singles only. <laughs>
1: I mean, so I've dated other comics, um, not a lot. Um, I think I've only ever dated one comic. Um, it was great until it really wasn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, but you know, um, and then I've I've dated I've dated other musicians. Um, uh, and same story. You know, I mean, I think here's the tough thing for me. Um, because yeah, I think it's it, for me it's less of, it's hard because for me, ideally I would date another creative person. Like that's right. what I need. And I've dated a lot of like doctors and lawyers and like people who are very smart, very ambitious. Um, you know, uh, our brains didn't work the same way, but like I really, like I need to date somebody who I like deeply admire and like deeply, like I love the way their brain works because that's just, it's always very weird for me when like comics just date someone who's just like a silent fan. I'm like, what, that's enough for you? Like, no, I want someone who I'm just like, oh, your brain is so good and my brain's so good. And like together our brains are so like, it's like a chess match, but like not competitive, but just like you're like high-fiving because you're both so dope. Like that's, (laughs) that's what I've always wanted. And so, you know, to me, when I date um, someone who's creative, um, I- I've heard it from a lot of people who say like, date someone who's creative in like a different way than you're creative. Right. But I don't know, man, I want someone who's creative in the same way. I, I just, it-, it hits differently when like someone's also a writer or they're also a comic or they're also a musician. And I'm just like, because I want someone who like, I'm a fan of in that way. And like, they're a fan of me. And like, you know, I think that I, it's hard not to see um, couples like um, George Burns and Gracie Allen are like an example I always go to where I'm like, they were both so funny. They worked together, but like they made each other better and they both were such fans of each other. And like, you know, RIP, but um, Will Arnett and Amy Poehler were really big for me. And I was just like, that I love
0: that. That's a great example where it's like, everyone was like, that's the perfect thing. And then it isn't. And with Gracie yeah. and with Gracie and George, first of all, I don't think that's a fair analogy because that's a different time. Things were different. They didn't have internet and and whatever else that is distracting people. And let we don't me really, dream. We,
1: let me still dream.
0: We, we really don't know. We don't know. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but we really know, don't know. know. We really don't know what their relationship was. What if they, you know. Who knows? But, um,
1: well, I read, so I read his, and not that this is the full story, but I read, um, so George Burns wrote a book that I really love, um, called Gracie, A Love Story. And in it, he talks about how, like, he talks about their whole relationship, and it's like a beautiful book, and it's like a female comedian's fucking, like, wet dream. Um, because he just thought she was so funny, and he was just like, she was way funnier than me. And I'm like, oh, you weren't even competitive with her. You just, like, put her on a pedestal, Love it. We love it. Um, but uh but he does say that like at one point he like cheated on her with a showgirl and he like really regretted it but they had this like beautiful life and again we'll never know it was just a book that's just his telling um and again you know it's like
0: (laughs) it's also telling telling that she didn't write a book so we don't know her side of the story right true
1: true fact so you know i just i think it's tough because i hold both parts i hold the parts that you know, um, a lot of creative people. You know, you're coming into comedy, music, whatever. Um, a lot of us have weird baggage, and it's like your baggage has to match up. I think that that's. I think that that's mostly why a lot of comics are like, don't date comics, don't date other comics. But it's like, I don't know. You know, like it does. It does happen. Like you know, there are there are comedy couples. I think it's just really. Rare, and I think you just have to make very sure that like the other person is like healthy or at least like messed up in like a complimentary to way sure. to you.
0: <laughs> well, what about so? Okay, so when you are looking for a relate, well, first of all, are you looking to to have you know later in life? Do you see yourself getting married and having a traditional marriage or kids or anything like that?
1: I don't. I don't know if I like. I don't really see kids. Like I've dated people where I've been like, Oh my gosh, I could maybe see having children with you. That's intense. (laughs) And like, you know, it has not occurred, but, um, but for the most part, I don't see that. I would just like to, I definitely want to get married. I definitely do. Um, that's always been something that I've wanted. Um, how traditional it'll be. I don't know, but like, I'm a super romantic person and like, Again, I just, I've always had this idea of romantic love as like, you know, we're just like best friends. And like, I think the other thing too, and like what I want in a partner is like, I want to be able to like work on stuff together in whatever way that means, you know, mm-hmm. but that's like my dream. Like when I've dated people and like, I was like working out bits and they were like, Oh, what if you tried this? And I was like, that is a good idea. I'm even more wow. in love with you. Like that stuff's <laughs> just like, whew. um, there's, that's my own like serotonin high, um, as opposed to, like, a partner who, like, I don't know. Unfortunately, I need that. So it's, like, I know that's a rougher road. But um, I would like that, you know, just someone, I'm someone who, like, I want to marry my best friend. I want to marry, yeah. like, someone who I'm just, like, they're the coolest person that I know. And, like, they think I'm the coolest person they know. And, like, I want to be one of those couples where, like, you're, like, oh, my God, individually, they're so dope. And, like, the fact that they're together, like they just shine even even brighter. It's like
0: how are yeah. you? How are you? What efforts are you making? Or how? I guess how are you meeting people now? Because obviously no effort
1: whatsoever. Right.
0: friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we all we're all in the same boat, obviously now. But like during COVID, yeah. did you did you date anyone or go on any virtual dates or anything like that?
1: Um. So. <laughs> So the last Tinder Live show I did um in was in was in Brooklyn and it was right before like the lockdown. It was like the day before everyone was like, and we're done.
0: Right. Um
1: and I don't usually like um on Tinder Live, like I'm going on, like I have a profile for Tinder Live that's like me, but it's not, because I was starting to get people to be like, that's Lane Moore. I know who that is. And I was like, then this isn't fun. I have to make sure they don't like they don't right. know that, that this is a that this is a exaggerated so, woman. Right. Um, but uh uh there was a guy that I was swiping through on my Tinder Live profile and he seemed like really hot and cool and I was like nice and he had an Instagram profile and and he also seemed like kind of funny and he didn't take himself too seriously and like Yeah. I loved it. So he had an Instagram profile. And so I reached out to him and I don't really do this, but like, I'm open to doing it. I reached out to him on Instagram and I was like, Hey, I do this show called Tinder live. And like, you came up and like, my profile is kind of like different. So I didn't like message you on there, but like, you seem cool. And like, I know this is a weird message. Like I'm acknowledging how much information I'm throwing at you, but you know, I'm a real person and you seem cool. I don't know he was so cool about it and he like replied and he was like that sounds amazing like how'd the show go and I was like oh my god you're like asking me questions back like far so low and um because sometimes you tell you sometimes you tell guys things like that and they're like red and I'm like
0: Thanks. no you
1: should I'm already coming to you like you have like a cool yeah that's like, a ballsy
0: move chest. yeah to have like a a funny and attractive girl reach out to you on DM so good move good on him yeah so far we don't know how the story ends okay go ahead
1: (laughs) right no shit yeah so anyway so like um you know without like going off into like every little nuanced bit we just had this like lovely conversation and he just like seemed funny and quick and like interested and again that's so important and I know this happens to like men and women for sure but it's interesting like how many men this happens with which is like you start talking but like that's the craziest thing all right I'm gonna go off on like a thing for a second which is that so many guys will be like, you know, you can message first. But dude, so often when women do, men act like they're being interviewed. Like you like say something funny and they're like, ha ha. And you're like, all right, well, I'll ask another question. They're, they'll answer it, but they won't right. keep the conversation going. Sure, sure. And I know men talk about that happening with women, but I'm like, I'll do it too. Anyway. Yeah,
0: No, um, I agree with you. That's, that's definitely a, a sign of like, you know, you got to, you got to continue. It's like, yes, and you got to continue the conversation. Right. Yeah,
1: because then, and so when they don't, and I'm just like, screw this, unmatched, this conversation sucked. I'm sure they're (laughs) shocked, but I'm like, you already, like, already the gender dynamic that we're not used to, I've already, like, slid past that, so like, you gotta, you gotta come, you gotta come correct with this. Right. But anyway, so we started talking, and he was really cool, and then it was just, he had asked, he asked me out, but it was like, for when, (laughs) because, you know, when is this gonna even happen? And I didn't really want to necessarily do the, like, distance COVID dating thing. Like, that didn't sound that great to me or safe or whatever. And um, so anyway, so then we were, like, talking for a while and we really got along. But he didn't want to, like, have Zoom calls. He didn't want to, like, FaceTime, like, do any of that. And I was like, all right. And then, like, I would notice sometimes he would just kind of drop off completely. And I... I just was kind of like, all right, screw this. So I didn't write him any kind of like, screw you, I'm out. I didn't do that. I just, I let it drop off. And he like, you know, he still follows me on Instagram. We'll still like, like stuff. I'm like, I don't really know what this yeah. is. Like we haven't talked. we don't talk anymore. It was just hard for me. I think, I think a lot of people are trying to figure out like how we're supposed to do this because it's it's an undetermined amount of time and You know, I think it was hard for me, like you see things online where it's like, yeah, I met this guy online and like, he sends me like a bottle of wine and he like sent me food and we had like a socially distanced thing. I know you look confused, but this is happening. Yeah,
0: it's happening. Sure.
1: And so like, I was just like, well, if that's occurring, I want that. <laughs> like if that's an option, how dare you not be sending me food?
0: Well, did the guy, let's go back to that guy for a second. Did he, sure. you didn't have a phone call with him? You didn't even have a conversation with
1: him? No, I had told him like, when we have been talking for like a couple of days, that's I was bizarre. like, all right, well, what'd you say?
0: That's bizarre. Like, I mean, I'm I'm a older too, so it's like I like to, like I when I'm uh, if I match with someone I like, I'm on the car, when I'm in the car, I that's when I like to talk, have conversations with people. I I put on the speaker. I like listen, and I can talk to people on a phone while I'm driving, especially when you're driving to shows. It was like that was my way to like stay in touch with my friends, my family, whatever. And if they're like, ah, well, a lot of people don't like phone calls. A lot of girls that I've talked that's to yeah. are like, uh, why are you calling me? It's like, all right, never mind. But, uh, but but in it's covid yeah. it makes sense it's like look we can't see each other if you're not going to do a zoom that's creepy too
1: <laughs> exactly so i had asked him after a few days of like this like back and forth like really fun messaging and we obviously like had a lot in common it was great and i was like all right and he's also like he was quarantined in like another state because he um he was like out of state for work and then quarantine hit. And so I was like, well, you're not gonna be back in New York for a while. So like, how long is this like, how long are we gonna do this like Romeo and Juliet shit? Like we're like, you know, talking between a wall. And I was like, we're gonna need to do like a a FaceTime or something. And he was like, well, I feel like weird about FaceTime. I just feel really awkward when I use it, but maybe a phone call at some point. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna be cool about this. I'll like respect. Maybe you get nervous in front of FaceTime. I don't know why, whatever, fine. And then he was like, maybe a phone call at some point, and then never brought it up again. And, I, and like, I don't want, not to sound like 90% of dudes on Tinder, but I don't want a pen pal in a, in COVID in that way. Like, I don't want to just text yeah. if if we could be talking on the phone. Because, like, it's one thing to be texting for a few days before you go out. But, like, what? We're just going to text and we're never going to talk on the phone? Like, I don't know. I just, I didn't like the lack of clarity around that. So, I just kind of let it peter out, and like now, every time I like see his stuff on social, I'm like, "What even is like?" I don't know if I'll hear from him when like COVID is over. I yeah. think I will, but I'm He's, just like,
0: is I he don't like have time. married or something, or does he know? <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't make I sense. I don't
1: think so. But I'm just like, but I have had that when I first yeah. started Tinder, and there was not married, but like there was a guy like one of the first Tinder dates that I went out on was this guy who I had this like great time with and then we were gonna we're supposed to go out on like a second date and I'll never forget this he was like I think you're amazing like I really like you and we've been talking for like weeks after we went out on the date and he was like I want to go out on our second date And I had this whole day planned and I'd hired a magician long story not sure I would have wanted to go on that but
0: (laughs) (laughs) But,
1: a magician whatever then he said but I can't go on it Because I'm going through a breakup and the breakup fell through. I shit you not. It fell through (laughs) like it was a job offer. And that was like a living girlfriend. He still lived with his girlfriend and they were gonna break up, but then they weren't. And he was like, Feel free to make fun of me on Tinder Live. I know you're gonna. And I was like, I absolutely will. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Breakup fell through. Yeah, that's a that's a that's an amazing that whole concept is amazing. But yeah
1: it was but, so incredible. I was just like this sucks, but the material you're giving me? Chef's
0: kiss. But what about the magician? Like why would he hire a magician? <laughs> Did he hire it you because know? he thought like it was comedy adjacent and he was like, "Well, you're a comedian, you'll like a magician." Or he just likes magic or and or think, and also how old is he? <laughs> like I mean like
1: I don't remember. Like I think he was like 30, but okay. he was like he I think he just he wanted to like give me like a really great date and to him he was like magic and I was like I don't know that I agree but I appreciated that he had like put in the effort he was like I'm trying to think of like what you would like I mean it's always interesting like when guys who aren't who aren't in comedy <laughs> try to like take out a comedian because like nine times out of ten they're like do you want to go see a comedy show and I'm like absolutely not why would you think like i've had so many guys who are like first date let's go to a comedy show because that's what you do and i'm like are you gonna take a doctor to a hospital like i don't want to no (laughs) the last place i'm gonna go on a first date dude
0: but the magic thing is different because comedians have a like a, a love hate with magicians so i just was like i wonder if he does that to everybody or he was like well she's a comedian or he's just into magic which is kind of weird too but okay
1: it's dubious it's dubious Dubious is a good word yeah yes it really is because I was just like I mean I don't know but I think I think the sad thing was I was just so like excited that he'd like put in any sort of planning and then it was like before that too like after the first date I remember he did like a really smooth move that I thoroughly recommend again the bar just couldn't be lower but I was like, I really wanted to watch, I remember I really wanted to watch Kicked Perfect for whatever reason. And I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. And he like Venmo'd me like five dollars or ten dollars or whatever it was to like buy it on iTunes. And I was like, like
0: Woo! Look wow. at you. Baller move. <laughs> that's, some,
1: that's a move. That's a move right it's there. It's like
0: sending a sending a beer to somebody that looks thirsty. Yeah. At a ball.
1: I was just like, oh, I can't find it online. And he was like, here you go. Now you can rent it. And I was like, oh this is this is a sex
0: prince charming are there like so you're talking about a
1: living girlfriend but whatever
0: <laughs> well, what? <laughs> like, so for me if someone was like i'm gonna get a magician i i i think <laughs> i'd be like a that would be a it wouldn't be a deal breaker but I'd, I'd ask a lot of questions like do you have situations like that where like for me i'll if someone's got like they're into something weird like tap dancing or whatever and and I love that they are passionate about something, but is there something right. that you're like, that's a deal breaker now based on your experience or like based on just common sense, like you're from Tinder Live or in real life where you're like, this doesn't end well.
1: Okay, so this is less like something that they're passionate about and more like something that they say. One of the biggest turn-offs, and I've heard, I've heard a lot of comics Say this especially women I like I try not to use the word female comics because I hate that phrase so much but when you're talking about specifically women who are comedians like you kind of have to um but I, I really hate it and I've like made videos about this and, and mocked it a lot um but when um you're on a date with a guy and you tell him you're a comedian if you didn't already know and he's like I, I thought about doing that and you're like shut Fuck up! Like, no, yeah. who cares? Like, why do you need to say that? And what's interesting is whenever I've, like, tweeted about it or talked about it, so many women across professions, even outside of comedy, will say that guys do that to them. Like, whatever yeah. their profession is, they're just like, I almost did that. And it's like, why, why can't you just say, that's so awesome. I love comedy. Like, right. that's plenty. Um, But saying it to a woman specifically, implies that like you could do it yeah you could totally do what she it does and of, like it de- value it. It. yeah
0: i yeah I, i've heard that a lot but it, to be fair it doesn't happen as much but it that happens to me all the time also where women are like uh can i like i've always wanted to like do it i think i can do it i'm like okay go let's let's get you on an open mic because i want i like to watch people see how hard it is to do what we do uh but i do hear i think for women totally. the, the it's another level where guys are already like intimidated by someone who's funnier than them or professional. And they, it's, it's like, it takes away their manhood. So.
1: Totally. And I'm glad you acknowledge that because I feel like there's an, there is an absolute difference. Um, when women say it, it's like, I totally hear like across the board, you still feel like someone is making it sound like what you do is easy and anyone can right. do it. But there's an added level of when men do it. That's like, because yeah, we, men have been so conditioned to believe that like, you know, they have two things they can offer a woman, right? It's like money or I can make them laugh. And right. like you meet a woman and she's already like, I professionally make people laugh. So many guys have this like internalized misogyny. That's like, and this like, like, Oh no, now I have nothing to offer her. And it's like, no, do you like, it's not a contest. Like, yeah you can still make me laugh. I would still be thrilled for you to make me laugh. Like, you know, I, like, you know, I think comedians, uh, most of us like want a partner who can make us laugh. Like, it's not, I'm not going to sit there. Like, I think guys feel like, yeah, like, well, what do I have to offer you now? And I'm like, dude, if you're still so funny, I'm going to be hyped. Like, I'm not going to sit here criticizing, like, well that was not a professional joke like no one's right. do, no one's doing that you know and it's
0: also like it's a different skill set like comedians like who do stand up live uh are different than people who are funny and like regular like i my favorite comedians who i'm friends with are so funny on stage but some sometimes they're just like you know they're just normal people totally. we're all normal people we're not like when you go on dates with someone they just think they're like okay you don't seem very funny. I'm like, I'm not on the clock. I didn't know that, like, that's why you're going out with you. you think I'm just going to run, like, bits by you? So,
1: Yeah, it's, well, it's like, and you kind of, it's like a catch-22, I think, with comics, too, where it's like you feel like you can't win because you've got one of two sides. You can either be, like, a person where they're just like, you're a you're a comic, and you're like, yeah, Jesus. Or, or <laughs> if you are really funny, then it's like, then you think you're on. And you're like, no, I'm just being, oh, get right. it? Like, you can't. It's a yeah. weird thing. And like, I know so often, interestingly, on on when I'm meeting guys, I've, I've stopped saying I'm a comic right off the bat. When they ask me what I do, I'm like, I'm a musician. Will you be nicer to me? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Because they're both true, but I like kind of lead with that. But then even that, you know, you're still gonna get the I same I used to play guitar. Life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, oh, like, I don't care though. Like I do it professionally, like what? Like, why do you have to feel like this? Just say that's so rad. What do you play? Oh my god, that's so cool! Like, why can't it be something that you just think is so cool about me? and makes you want to yeah. do more. Why does it have to now? It's a contest. Well,
0: and that's the thing. Yeah.
1: Like a, you
0: know. No, you're right. I mean, that's why it's such a it's such a hard thing that we talk about on the podcast now, where you can't date regular people because of that mindset. Especially for women, they have another level of like guys being intimidated by them but then you can't date other comedians because it just it's toxic most of the time i know that there's this george burns gracie thing you think is going to happen <laughs> i know but, that it uh, worked
1: 70 years ago
0: <laughs> you know, tom segura and uh and his wife i forgot her name right now but they, they've got a happy relationship i know a couple of, a things, of them yeah yeah there's a lot but for every good one i can name you 20 that ended totally. in disaster where you're like, especially And then if you like, have
1: to see them all the time and all yeah. your friends know each other and it's weird. And like, absolutely. So, yeah.
0: So it's a hard thing. And like you said, like you want that creative and you're attracted to the brain, but you also, you can't date a doctor really. Um, cause you, unless they have weird hours like we do, cause you're never going to see them. Uh, yeah. So it's a, it's a hard thing. That's why I always push for musicians. Like, I don't know. I think dating a musician is the, the, for a comedian, but for you, I mean, have you dated musicians? Is that, is it the same shit? Cause I feel like it's not, I mean, they know the hustle, they understand the hustle, but it's not the same, like as comedy, where when I was a musician, it's like, okay, you have a bad show. It's like, okay, well they don't like, you know, alt country. But when you have a bad show as a comedian, it's like, they don't, they don't like you. Like they don't like your story.
1: So yeah. is it the,
0: can you date musicians because it's less competitive and less toxic? I, or, I mean, when
1: I dated a comedian, I don't think it was, I don't think it was competitive though. Um, that wasn't our, that wasn't the issue. I guess what I would say is this, I've dated uh, a comedian and I've dated a musician and um, I didn't notice any competition in either one. Uh, that okay. was not the issue so i think that for me um i don't know i I, like because that's what what everybody always talks about where they're like if you date someone who does what you do there's going to be a level of competition i don't think so not if you genuinely love each other like
0: it's not just just the competition it's just that you're in the same you know you're in the same environment all the time
1: right you don't
0: have that break or you don't have that discourse where you can just be like or you can just separate for a moment but the competition is part of it too and like one person succeeds and it, it it fucks up the dynamic so
1: right yeah i mean i don't know because it's like then sometimes i guess i like the idea of like i mean i know they're split up now but it's like you know you have like cameron and ria who like ended up working together like there's there's that potential yeah. so i don't know i guess what i would say across the board is that i have never I would not say that my relationships with fellow creative people didn't work because we were both creative people. They didn't work because, you know, we had different attachment styles. And like, I mean, I think for me, why things haven't worked is either like they were not a great person or like they were going through some stuff and they like, you know, had, had some, we didn't have like compatible issues, like, you know, and they like, you know, had trust issues or whatever it was. So, but it was never like, Oh, this isn't going to work. Cause we're in the same industry. Like that wasn't it at all. It was like, Oh, either like you're not a very nice, healthy person. Um, or like, Oh, the timing is that like normal relationship things like, yeah. yeah. So, so I think that's why I always like when people are like, Oh, you can't do that. And I'm like, well, oh, I think you can. It's just that it has to be a healthy person. I think that if you're dating someone who's a hel- who's a healthy person and you're a healthy person as much as can be expected.
0: A healthy comedian? Opinion, a healthy comedian? That's an nice option. I impression. know,
1: but I'm working on it. It's like, you know, there are plenty <laughs> of comics who are like sure. working hard to be healthy people and then there's plenty of people who are like, screw it. Like, I don't care. I'm just going to revel in this and like, whatever, that's fine. But, um, you know, I'm working on becoming a healthy person. I know there's a lot of talk in comedy that it's like supposed to be like funny to just be like, you know, it's supposed to be like more fun. And I'm just like, no, like, I think I do really great work. Like I've written jokes when I was like in a really good place and I've written jokes when I was in a bad place. Like I I would, my goal is to be a comedian and be really happy. Like, I I know we think those are like diametrically opposed, but like, I don't, I don't, I think maybe cause my life's been really hard that like, I want to eventually, uh, yeah, I want to have both. And I, I think, um, you know, I'm getting to that place where it's like, I've done comedy where it was like, life was just this endless slog. And I've done comedy where I was like, you know, you're still always going to have issues. But I don't know. I just kind of, I don't subscribe to the like, oh, I hope I'm constantly suffering because it's for my art. <laughs> like I've suffered plenty. I have plenty of material yeah. for the last few years of my life. If, if another bad thing never happened again, I just knocked on a table that's not wood, I would have plenty of material.
0: I, for I knocked on wood for you. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, well, I don't know. I still stand by my decision that uh, I tell people not to date other comedians. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but I, I do think the musician thing is a good angle. And like you said, there wasn't a co- competition and there's different instruments. You know, obviously you can date a drummer, you can date a bassist. Bassist is probably not the way to go, but um, no, I'm just, yeah. I'm just <laughs> But yeah, well, that's. Well, I've said enough. Um, (laughs) We we are out of time. Lane, where could uh, people find out more about you and pick up the book, uh, How to Be Alone and the Tinder Live stuff?
1: Yeah. um, So I do Tinder Live every single month at Littlefield in New York City when there's not a pandemic. Um, I'm going to be doing like, supposed to be on the road all year this year hopefully i can be back on the road soon um you can find me on instagram and twitter at more, and there's also um an at tinder live on instagram you can find how to be alone support your local bookstores is always good there's also an audiobook that i read and like i play oh, guitar wow. and i sing in it and that's pretty cool um yeah and it was romance is the band so you can find all the
0: things on the internet <laughs> awesome awesome well thank you so much lane for for doing yeah. the show i really appreciate it and everybody please get the book i highly highly recommend the book and and check out uh lane more at, at at hello at at hello lane more <laughs> yeah thank, thank
1: you so much
0: thank you so much lane thank you all for watching and listening to another edition of singles only podcast